Need your Minnesota United soccer fix? We've got it for you here. It's Loon Talk on Score North. Welcome into another edition of Loon Talk, a Score North presented podcast that covers everything in all Minnesota United FC. I'm AJ Fredrickson filling in possibly momentarily for Jonathan Harrison, who is still embarking back from across the pond. I'm joined alongside by the voice of the loons, Dan Terhart. Dan, how are you on this Monday night? Hey, AJ, doing great. Um, yeah, you know, Jonathan, he'll be all jet-lagged and crabby. And yes, um, if he jumps in, that'll be great. Otherwise, we can probably make pretty quick work of this. Uh, I don't uh, I don't want to spend too much time on that uh, last match. I'd rather look ahead, but you know we got to at least uh, got to do our due diligence and acknowledge that they played in San Jose. So, yeah, it's without further ado. I think the only way to do this is like with a band aid, just rip it <laughs> off. Let's just get right into it. So it's a two-zero yeah. loss at San Jose, the second to last match of the season. Minnesota goes down uh, out there first off, and they they have their playoff birth hopes in their hands. Nothing that they could do is pretty much reliant on anybody else. They could go ahead and put themselves in a pretty cushy position for decision day. So you think they go out there, they're going to bring a lot of fight. They're going to go out there and get a win. Not quite the case. Two zero final to San Jose. Um, Let's talk. Let's start first with just the opening few minutes, because on Saturday night for the call, I think we both saw that this team appeared at least to be pushing offensively. They looked to be making runs that were a little more aggressive than what we've seen in the past few weeks, giving up maybe more so on the defensive side of the game um, because they were taking some more risks offensively to look to get an early goal. Yeah, it did seem early on, you know, we talked about it in the pregame about how I'd hoped they'd come out and, and they needed to play like a team that was desperate and, and I think they did in some ways because you say they didn't hold back offensively. They were pressing. They were putting on pressure. Um, but it's kind of that story we saw a lot of the first half of the season. Um, you know, good attempts, nice play in the final third. Some seemed to be some good passing, but no goals. And that goes on too long. And pretty soon, you know, you start getting worn down. The other team starts getting more comfortable and. Um, and I think San Jose played a pretty good match, probably better than what we expected they would play under these circumstances of of them being already eliminated from playoffs. Um, and I think the energy was there for the most part, but it, it's just that finish, that final touch, the uh, that one pass away. Uh, and that was early on, AJ, but I thought um, the middle portion of the game got pretty sloppy on both sides. Um that middle third of the pitch was like no man's land. It was like nobody, it was like hot potato. And you know, they kept there. There were so many turnovers, you know, in the middle of the pitch that you couldn't keep track. It was, it just got kind of ugly. And uh, it's maybe, I don't know what you think, but it almost felt like we kind of, after we, you know, didn't get a goal early, we couldn't get something into the, you know, into the back of the net, almost like we kind of stooped down to their level and then it kind of got ugly. So um, yeah, it just, it wasn't the worst, you know, 90 minutes they've played all year, but it was a long ways from where it needs to be. Yeah. And you mentioned that they kind of dropped their play down to San Jose. I think that's been somewhat of a theme 
other than maybe the, that month where they just just couldn't lose. But over the past couple of games, they, it seems like even against teams where they should go in there and maybe you and I and Jonathan and a lot of the fan base are like, all right, this should be guaranteed a point or we, they should be winning, whether it's at home or on the road. They will stoop and drop maybe their skill of play down to their opposition if it's a lesser team or, for instance, at home against uh, LAFC. That's a very strong club despite their stumbling at that point of the season. They kind of elevate their game and they they get a result there. So um, how does a team like this shake that funk of matching the opposition instead of just playing their game? And I think that's, you know, for a while we thought, you know, you're, you're, I agree with you completely, but I don't, I don't think we know what their game is right now. Um, you know, the first part of the season, we thought, okay, this is be a club that's going to win by, you know, great defense, great goaltending, and one goal might be enough. Two goals might always be enough. And, and it seemed like that was the flow of the season. And, and then all of a sudden there was this big switch, and all of a sudden they started scoring goals. They started winning. They were as good as anybody in the league for a month. Um, and then the defense started struggling. So I don't know what their game is you know I I kind of feel like you know that that maybe this team somewhere along the way kind of lost their uh identity you know because uh, you made such a major switch in uh was that June July uh where I think July yeah yeah and, and we you went from this team that looked like okay you know what defense wins matches let's go with this and then the scoring came around and for that one month both the scoring was uh, was was on, and the defense was still playing, you know, pretty you know pretty solid. And you're going, okay, now we got the best of both worlds, and and now here we are back to a point where the defense is struggling and the offense is struggling. And so I don't even know what their game is right now, and and, and maybe I don't, know, maybe I just accidentally stumbled on a big part of the problem. I don't, I really don't know. No, I mean you're exactly right. After started talking there I kind of thought about the question that I even just asked you but I I'm not sure what it is because like yeah. you said they started off where it's a defensive team blah, 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 and then it looked like now we're this offensive juggernaut we're gonna right. put up three and Dane's just got to keep out you know a couple of the shots that get forced his way yeah now, now I have no idea what they want it seems like it's almost a coin toss when they go out there it's it's either we're gonna high press we're gonna get right in the face of the opponent or you know as soon as we get an early one we're gonna sit back we're going to take it easy. We're going to maybe let the other team control possession, but we try to get a counterattack because they, we, they've they shown they can win when they have 30, 35% of the possession. They don't yeah. necessarily need it. They they have the speed on the wings and the talent up front to make those aggressive counterattacking runs and capitalize on those. But it's just we, we haven't seen that really come to fruition the past couple of weeks and be able to run a game consistently like that. Yeah, um, that- I'm still not. I'm still not ready to say that the defensive woes are because of the injury to Bakay Debasi. Um, he is greatly missed, but it's it's. And we talked about this a couple of times. It's more than that, and um, you know, I don't know that right now inside that clubhouse they know exactly what is wrong. Maybe they do, and they're working hard to fix it. But you know, your your fix it time is is running really short. So, uh, to recap the match a little bit more. 
not a lot in the first half. We saw Jackson Newell get a yellow card in the ninth minute. Kervin Ariaga gets one in the tenth minute. With that tenth minute one, he will actually be suspended for the season finale at home against Vancouver this Sunday due to yellow card accumulation. Is how big of a blow do you feel that is for a, a game that is right now? I'm going to pencil him as must win for them. Yeah, I, it, it, that's a big loss. Um, just because. Uh, Ariaga covers so much of the pitch, plays with so much energy and passion that um, even if, uh, say, Robin Lud is is back and ready, totally different type of players. Um, I'm hoping Robin's ready to come back and play up on that right wing uh, and and bring a little uh, stability and maybe a little uh, patience and, and and some some veteran leadership to that offense. And uh, as far as, yeah, who do you play for Ariaga, Rosales? Um, and, 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 and Joseph brings that same type of, you know, instant energy. And uh, he's got a little, uh, he's got a little grit to him. So, yeah, I think that's a big loss. But if this team is, if this team is, you know, you know, a curve in Ariaga uh, away from being able to win a game, well, then we, we've got more problems than we thought. So, um you know, it's not perfect, but they're still going to put a good lineup out there on 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 Sunday. And you know, if they if they're if they're on, they they're going to win the match. If they're not, it's going to be an ugly day. Uh, uh, moving into the second half, after a Luis Samaria yellow card and a Michael Boxel yellow card in the fiftieth minute, there, Shea Salinas in his final game um, at San Jose's home PayPal Park. Um, off a free kick, a little trickery. It looks like a Bulbasy is mm-hmm. going to take it. They let it go for uh, Salinas, who I think rightfully so. Dane expected that because he reacted with that delay. Yeah. The issue is the kick was supposed to go far right bottom corner. Mm-hmm. A very weird ricochet um, after Reynoso sticks his leg up and catches him on like the inside thigh. It cuts back to the left. Yeah. So the complete opposite direction of uh, the way Dane goes. Not really a way for him to rebound off that. Just unfortunate, but ends up being the game winner. Did you feel like the electricity, or do you feel like that was a dagger for this team in the 50th minute? This team, this team, and sometimes uh, and too often when they give up that first goal, <clears throat> you can just see it. It's just like man, they're just their posture changes and. And yeah, I felt it with that one. Uh, and, and the funny thing is, and good for Shea, good for Shea in his final uh, uh, match at home before retiring. Uh, I thought, I thought he was having a pretty lousy match up until that point, but <laughs> we he were, made we a nice were run. Talking about that at halftime. Yeah, yeah, he know. made a nice run up the middle. And and why why you're allowing you know Shea Salinas all that room to run up the middle <laughs> and, and then draw a foul right at the uh, just outside the 18. I don't know, but he wasn't playing very well. And, and then he gets a goal at home. So it was a, it was a cool moment for him and it was kind of fun, but um, yeah, it did feel like uh, there was, that was a, that was a gut punch with that one. A lot of substitutions. The main one for uh, Minnesota, the, um, I should say the lone substitution for them of the match. Gonzalez comes in for Franco Fragapane and then uh, Kinkanovic who comes in, actually uh, Benji Kinkanovic who comes in for uh, Salinas Gets the goal in the seventy uh, first minute, makes it two zero, and then by that point, I think you kind of know it's over. Just they they weren't really yeah. mustering too many chances offensively. They weren't really threatening. They had opportunities, 
and they, it doesn't show up in like the expected goals because they didn't register a shot. But Reynoso had a chance at the top of the box where it looked like he had space and could have let one go. He opts to pass it off and turns the ball over. Same thing with Frangapane before he got taken off. Coming in on that right side, kind of ball, uh, bounces onto his foot, settles it, opts to make the extra pass instead of shooting. You got to test Marcinkowski in goal, but it's uh, that 2-0, that once that scoreboard changed one more time, it was uh, essentially all but over at that point, I felt like. Yeah, and I didn't feel like there was a comeback in them. You know, it was it was just off a little bit. They needed, you know, they're playing in the in the um, in San Jose's final third. You know, and, and they they were just one pass away or or one good touch away, and they just couldn't get it together. Just nothing synced up, and and there were a couple of opportunities uh, around the eighteen where you know. Very skilled players had a chance to uh, put a ball. It looked as though they had an opportunity to put it in on frame, and they elected to pass it off. And um, I just think we've seen a little bit of that this season from time to time. Uh, I like unselfish play. Don't get me wrong, but if you're if you're in this team situation and, and you're one of the uh, skilled forwards on this team, and you get an opportunity, man, I think you need to. Try and put it on net. So maybe a little overthinking, maybe uh, questioning their judgment a little bit, which are things that you can't do uh, in any sport at, at, at this level. Um, and so that may be a little bit of the problem too, lack of confidence. So you're thinking, all right, you know what? I'm not feeling it. I'm going to see if I can get the ball over here to uh, Fragapane or to, to Luis Samaria or do something else with it. One thing I did notice, uh, AJ, uh, it was very obvious that their game plan even more so than earlier in the year, it was get the ball to uh, to Emmanuel Reynoso. I mean, there were times where it was like you'd see Rob, Robin, uh, Will Trapp come up with it or uh, Kervin Arriaga, and right away they go, where's where's number 10? Yeah, Let's get the ball number 10. And, and I, I, I totally think that's a, a very legitimate game plan. I just thought it was kind of a little more obvious uh, in this match than in the past. And it probably will be again on Sunday because – He's the guy that has to uh, has to you know make this thing work. Yeah, I mean playing in that center attacking mid role, he's inevitably going to get the ball filtered through him one way or another. Um, what I thought was interesting, and you pointed out, it was obvious that's what they were doing. It was essentially every possession, but it seemed like San Jose wasn't necessarily pressuring him like other teams would. He had, I felt, a lot more space to work with the ball just coming up the pitch than, you know, if they were playing possibly Vancouver this weekend or against LAFC or against whoever, or even against Sporting KC. Um, He seemed to have the space to to make some type of movements and actually, like, carry the ball up the field. Just couldn't quite uh, get those attacking threats materialized because eventually, at a certain point, he can't do it all himself. Almost did uh, on a a set piece, but at some point, he's got to let it go and give it off to somebody else and the options just weren't there. Yeah, I think I think what San Jose went in with was we're not going to chase him all over the pitch and I think they decided um and that's part of the uh, the beauty of Emmanuel Reynoso is you pull a defensive mid, you pull a middle back, you pull someone uh sometimes two people out of position to try and cover you and and then then you have problems because he's such a good playmaker. And it looked to me as though San Jose was saying, you know what, we're not going to chase you all over the pitch. We're going to wait till you get into, uh, you know, our final third, and then we'll pick you up. 
but we're not going to run all over the pitch trying to catch you because they know how elusive he is, how how good he is on the dribble. Um, he's uh, you know nutmegged and and you know, made some amazing moves on some of the best defenders in this league. So um, San Jose may have come up with a, uh, a viable way to play him. I don't know, but that that's what I saw AJ. And, and I think it, I think it worked well for them. And last thing I think we can maybe touch on here before we take a look around the rest of the league and just playoff implications for this Sunday. Um, let's talk about the back line. Cause it seemed like there were multiple times where the pass was just thrown through that penalty area shot thrown on, maybe Dane St. Clair has to make the save or it uh, skies high over the over the bar and just misses completely. But there were multiple times on the broadcast and during the game that we saw, Dane, it would cut to him, and he's yelling at Michael mm-hmm. Box, Let Branco, wake up, guys. Just the miscommunication, maybe the lack of effort on that back line, what, uh, what did you see to maybe be the biggest issue on Saturday night? Well, and I know exactly what you're talking about, and, and it's you know let's say it's fairly normal that goaltenders get upset when someone gets a free shot from the top of the 18, or they feel yeah. someone's not marking. Uh, you know, my mind goes to okay, is there a problem there? Is this young goaltender not a great communicator? Does you know Michael Boxel not like this young goaltender? You know, <laughs> calling him out. You know, and those are all things that can happen, you know, but I don't mm-hmm. think that's the problem. It's like Michael Boxel is such an experienced veteran, and I got to believe that uh, communication I do not think is the problem. Um, I I really don't know. I think I think the biggest problem right now is they're missing Bakai Debasi's speed, and I think other teams are figuring that out. Um and I don't know what you can do about that. Really nothing. You can't make people faster. So, um, and Brent Coleman's Brent Coleman's doing great. You know, he's the depth piece that we're glad we had. Um, but he's not Bakai Debasi in some ways, you know, in a lot of ways. Yeah, absolutely. But, but so, yeah, you know what? I, I don't, I don't, you know, Dane St. Clair has done so much in the last couple of years that it's hard to say, you know what? You know, you can look at his his four clean sheets, which isn't isn't enough by anybody's standards. Um, but that you know, clean sheets are usually a team effort. You know, half of a goaltender's if a guy gets ten clean sheets, five of them he might not have had to make a significant save in the whole match. Yeah, you know, so clean sheets so often are more than just the goaltender. So there's a lot of you know, all you're doing all you're doing, AJ, is bringing up more questions, and I don't have the answers. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many questions right now. Uh, wrapping up Saturday night, there was Vancouver taking Austin on at home, and they steal all three points at home to make wow. this playoff race so much more interesting. They now sit uh, in ninth, so they are two points back of Minnesota, who remain in the seventh spot. We were talking at the very end of the broadcast, LA Galaxy and Real Salt Lake. Real Salt Lake, they go up early 1-0 in that game. That would have propelled them into the last final seventh spot uh, for the playoffs. <laughs> right wow. before we signed off, LA Galaxy get one back, and that one remained the score, 1-1, the final there for the draw. So Minnesota sits in seventh with 45 points. Real Salt Lake is one point behind them at 44. Vancouver is two points behind them at 43. And the funny thing is, Dan, if <laughs> certain things shake up and the team's that are above Minnesota, Portland at 46, Nashville at 47, and LA Galaxy at 47. If Minnesota get all three, they can go from seven to four on Sunday 
and get a home playoff game. So what we have here on Sunday is we could be anywhere from four with a home playoff game to out of the playoffs. They can, yes. So currently That's in bizarre. seven, they can, they can get as high as four or drop as low as the, as nine. So Vancouver is eight, right? You're looking at the standings right now? Yes. I don't have them pulled up. Vancouver is eight. Then who's behind Vancouver? Vancouver is nine. Okay. Real Salt Lake is an eighth with 44. Okay. So, and then, yeah, and then so like if we draw with Vancouver and Real Salt Lake wins, they're in the playoffs and Minnesota and Vancouver are both out. Yes. If Minnesota. Oh, man. We could, you know what? We could do this yeah. for about two hours. Yeah. It's, if, cr- if Min- it's crazy. If Minnesota wins, they are in. That's the, that's yes. the, the, the main that's story. The, is that there. the only thing we know? And if we lose, there's a good chance we're out, but not definite. Yeah. No, 100%. 100% if they lose, they're out. Oh, if, if we lose, that's right, because we're playing Vancouver. So Vancouver would leapfrog us out automatically. So, so yeah, yeah. And then a draw brings up a whole new bunch of scenarios. So, yeah, draw, the only <laughs> thing they could do, the only thing they could do with a draw is possibly tie with Portland, who actually, because of having less regular season wins, they would get leapfrogged by Minnesota. So they could go to sixth with a, with a draw. Yeah. All right. Well, I just hope they win and don't make us go through this agony. It's going to be a long week for the team and for the supporters. What uh, what do you think is maybe the preparation going to be like? What's the message? Because it, I imagine, has not been well, peaches and cream in that locker room for the past couple of weeks. Uh, especially no. the, fir- the first action they see coming out of the international break is that loss to San Jose. Now it's it's I, do or die. You have you to. Can't, yeah, you can't you can't create chemistry in practice. I mean, you can, but not at this point in the season. I think the focus is good. I'm sure their practices will be short, and they will be very intense. I think there'll be a lot of competition um, because I think that's one thing you can do. They have to come out and play. They may even will get an extra day off uh, this week, uh, so they're well-rested. But um, I just think the intensity level is is what you they have to focus on this week. Um, you can't do anything about injuries. The guys that are ready are ready. Um, you can't find a magical way to to make you know Luis Amaria you know sync up better on every, you know these guys have been doing this all year. They've been practicing since last what February together. Um, that's not going to change overnight. Uh, but I think intensity level. That's what I if it were me, that's what I'd be working on um, and. It, these guys need to be, these guys need to play like their playoff lives are on the line because they are. And, and it would be very disappointing on Sunday if they didn't come out and play like a desperate team. I mean, if, if they don't, well, then you got to seriously wonder what is going on with this club because this is it, man. If, if you've got a heartbeat, you know, this, this will get you going. So, um, and, and there's some comments uh, since the match on, Saturday from Dane St. Clair and the young goaltender obviously is saying the right things about just that. You know, this is it, you know, it's time to compete. It's time to go get it. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know that a coach at this point in the season, I don't know that there's a lot you can do. This is what this team is. And, um, you know, make sure they're rested and make sure that they're, they're hungry a little bit. So, uh, yeah, I hope they have a good week of practice and I hope that it, uh, that they come out, uh, with with a little bit angry at themselves and and Vancouver is the victim. So if you're uh, out there listening wondering, okay, so we know we have to win. 
Minnesota has to win. What other matches should I really be keeping an eye on? Obviously, you and Jonathan will cover this on Sunday, um, starting first off at 3.30 pregame show right uh, on ESPN 1500, otherwise online at scorenorth.com, as well as the free Score North mobile app. But kickoff at 4 o'clock, you're also going to see a lot of other Western Conference matches, all of them synced up at that 4 o'clock kickoff time. The big one that you're going to want to watch along with Minnesota against Vancouver is Real Salt Lake, Portland. Real Salt Lake, if they draw, if they draw, Minnesota is, they're fine. Yeah, um, then then you're but, in. And, and by the way, kickoff 418 is kickoff time. 418. 418, all right. Yep. Yeah, so, um, you know, you. but again, you know, if there's if there's anybody scoreboard watching for Minnesota, well, then we know what the problem is. They they, <laughs> they need to focus on themselves and and you know, sure, you you want to get in however you can get in. Just get in, right? I mean, that's the that's yeah. the objective is to get in. And and even if they get in the way they don't want to, you know, if they get in because, you know, sporting loses fine you're still in but man let's not leave our hopes on that so yeah and that kind of goes back to what dane st Clair said in our pre-match interview from this past saturday night was the the thing about the mls playoffs it doesn't really matter whether you're the first seed or the seventh seed if you get in anything can happen the only thing that happens if you get that one of those top four spots is you get a guaranteed first game at home that's it right Right, and, and the first place team gets a gets a one week buy, which I'm not even sure that's a good thing for for right now. The way LAFC no. has been playing, I'm not sure that they want a week off. So, so you know, and he's absolutely right. I mean, nobody's going to care if they slip into the you know the back door of spot number seven if they go and they beat the number two team, which will be Austin. They go down to Austin and beat them. Nobody's going to care how they got no. in. It'll be you know and so yeah. that. That's how that's sports, you know, and that's the way it is with, with any sport is, is uh, if you're winning and you win some big matches, fans forgive you very quickly for whatever mistakes you made or whatever struggles you had. But um, you know, I'm not ready to, you know, feel that's going to happen yet uh, just because this team has just not shown the, you know, potential here in the last, you know, handful of matches that that could even happen. So I hope it does. Uh, and we know the potential is there, the talent's there, but boy, there's just after Saturday in San Jose, there's, there's not, there's not a lot of signs of life there right now. No, no. So one more time this Sunday, three 30 pregame show on ESPN, 1500 AM, otherwise online at scorenorth.com or on the score North mobile app, Jonathan Harrison and Dan Terher on the call for that one. I think enough recapping that dreadful Saturday night. Let's go ahead and Get to the the fun segments. The predictor, write that down. Do you want to recap the listeners as to what the predictor is? Yep, the predictor. And today I'm going to put a new rule in there, so you might have to check your picks. Okay. Well, you've probably got all. Uh, the predictor is you pick three matches, including the an upcoming Minnesota United match. Predict the winner and the score. Get a point for getting the winner right or a draw. And another point for the score correct, which almost never happens. But yeah, I think I think unless you have some other plans, they should all be uh, decision day games uh, in this segment of the predictor. Were you going yes. outside the box? No, I went. Okay. Uh, I went. I went uh, decision day. I went all west. I went on. I went with games that I think very closely impact Minnesota. I want to keep I, it close to home. I I did a few of those, but I also saw some that I thought I really could use the points so i i went that way with it so um all right why don't you go first for uh yeah absolutely and with jonathan harrison still not uh quite back yet he will add on he's texted 
me his picks. He said he'll update it and uh, get it all in. So we'll recap next week. Oh, uh, we'll get, give his first then, because that way we can play off him as long as he's not here if he makes any dumb picks. Um. Actually, no. He said he he said he'd get it to me once he got home. Oh, he has, oh I thought he, he has. I, thought he I misread picked. it. I misread it. So uh, we'll yeah. we'll get okay. it next week. All right, what do you got for your first one? Uh, my first one. I'm going to go with Real Salt Lake and Portland. I think both these teams are. They have a lot at stake. Real Salt Lake more so than than Portland. Uh, but both teams are. It's it's decision day. They're both going to be battling. I think, unfortunately, though, for Real Salt Lake, it's going to be a draw. I think Real Salt okay. Lake one, Portland one. Okay. Yeah, there may be a bunch. You know, there may be a bunch of draws on decision day because uh, it's just that kind of year. Uh, I'm going to go. I, I went with I went with what I hope is a tap in because I need points. Um, <laughs> LA Galaxy three, Houston nil. I don't think Houston's got anything left. LA Galaxy still is playing positioning, so I, I took my tap in first. I hope I'm hoping that's the way it turns out. So, no, I like that one. I like that one. Um, my next one is going to be between FC Dallas and Sporting KC. Dallas, they're in the three spot right now. However, they can, if they lose, get bounced uh, possibly. I'm not sure the exact tiebreakers, but they can possibly get bounced down to five and out of a home playoff spot. Right. I think they're going to come out of the gates charging. They're going to want to get a quick one, and then they're going to park the bus, the trailer, everything. They're going to park everything back there. So I've got them winning 1-0 over Sporting KC. Wow. Okay, I picked that one as well, and I agree with everything you said, except they will score two, and I have Dallas 2, Sporting KC 0. All right. So we're, we're on the same same wave same wavelength on that one. So. All right. I... I'm not happy about this next one, Dan. I'll preface it by saying that. <laughs> we're, we're probably, you, you know what? You're probably preaching to the choir. I, I'm, I'm in the same position. Go ahead. Let's see if you got the same score I have. All right. So Minnesota, Vancouver. They, uh-huh. need, they need to win. I could see them possibly getting an early one, but then just with how I know this team can be and just with it's everything Minnesota sports, Minnesota one, Vancouver two. You took it. That's the exact thing I had written down right here. Vancouver two, Minnesota one. All right. So now, now you're pushing me into a, uh, into a quick decision here. I, I don't, I don't want Minnesota to lose this match, but the way they've played lately, it's hard to pick them. And, and I, I was thinking about going with a draw. Uh, that I, I flipped a coin. I legitimately yeah. flipped a coin. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a one one draw, Minnesota and Vancouver. Okay. So right. there you go. Well, that's, know, that's a, a tough one. That's that a tough, t- but a it's tough a, one. Yeah, they've you know what they've thanks a lot, Loons. You've put us in a really tough spot. As much as I want to pick them, like you said, with how you, you've their you've form made it really you've made it really difficult. So thanks a lot. Winless in their last six. God, yeah, no, it's it. it's tough. It's it's a tough call. I, I hope that they can find a way to turn it around and yeah, anyway, we'll find out. All right, next, let's uh, transition over to write that down. We will skip the accountability session. Jonathan said he'll take care of that himself when he returns next week for the show. Uh, but in case you are unaware what write that down is, Dan and I and uh, Jonathan, when he eventually does make his picks, predict try to predict something that happens in the world of soccer, the world of football. Uh doesn't necessarily have to be a this team wins this score to this score similar to the predictor. It can be something else, whether it's somebody gets transferred here or there's this amount of red cards this weekend or Dan actually I you're welcome by the way. 
during the match on Saturday night, I got a screen grab of Minnesota for one of your past predictions. I want to say two weeks ago, maybe three yeah. now. Yes, it was two, they, two or three weeks ago, yeah. They dropped out of the playoffs at one point. I got a yes, screen capture for you. <laughs> I sent it to Jonathan, so you're welcome. Good, um, thank you, yes. Yes, of course. Um, because you let me go first here with the predictor, I'll let you go first with write that down. All right, write this down. Uh, Sunday, Minnesota versus Vancouver. There will be five or more yellow cards, and there will be one, at least one red card. It's right. gonna, it's going to be nasty. And, and I, I agree. Yeah, it's going to be nasty. So there you go. Write that down. Write this down. I know I predicted a two-one loss for Minnesota, but that one goal is going to come from El Ray. Okay, number ten, Emmanuel Reynoso. He will score the lone goal. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to say the long goal, but I'm going to say he scores against Vancouver. Okay. So Emmanuel Reynoso, yes. write this down. Scores against Vancouver. You almost w- you almost walked right into setting me up. So good yeah. good save. Good <laughs> save. You were you left it hanging there for a moment. Okay. Uh, decision day. 14 matches on Sunday. Six or more shutouts on Sunday. I think we're going to see a lot of one nil matches, and uh, I think there'll be six shutouts out of the 14 matches. Write that down. My, f- I'm going to go one more Minnesota United related, write that down here before my next one. So I'm kind of banking off my, my predictor again, but Minnesota United, write this down, will not need a win oh. to clinch a playoff spot. So whether they win or not, they will not need, they won't need a win. So even if they win and they clinch, I'm guessing that uh, at the end of the day, if they would have gotten a draw, it would have been just fine. Okay, I got you. Yep. All right. Good one. Like that. All right. Uh, I'm my last one is real simple. I'm picking LAFC to win the MLS Cup. LAFC, I know. Okay. I know. Phil. I know Philadelphia's flying and stuff, but I just think at the end of the day, LAFC's talent is going to uh, come to the surface, and I think that they are going to win the MLS Cup. Write that down. All right, and my final one. I know you have been uh, picking up your your Leeds Leeds United fandom with uh, Jesse mm-hmm. Marsh and the rest of the Minnesota. Uh, yes, Minnesota, but the, United, the United U.S. States U.S. National. Yep, U.S. connection. Yep. So I don't know how much you've been paying attention to Erling Holland with Man City, but he is uh, he's a goal scoring machine. Dan, he had another hat trick. He's now in in his short tenure in the Premier League, tied the amount of Cristiano Ronaldo hat tricks in the Premier League. He's played. Uh, he's played seven or eight games. Think it's, about that. It's 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 weird. I mean, it's just it's actually weird. So I don't I don't get it, but whatever. Uh, but on top of that, they have Southampton this weekend, and Southampton, they're not the the greatest club. So you're gonna league, are so. you gonna call are you gonna pick another hat trick? Come I'm on. gonna say he boots up. He unplugs the wire from the charging station because he's a robot, and he's gonna go out there and he's gonna bang home another hat trick. This wow. weekend when they take on Southampton. Do you know what the odds in any league in the in the <laughs> Minneapolis Beer League? You know what the odds are of predicting a hat trick? You had to save you had to save that one from last. You didn't you didn't give me the good chance to counter it. Damn. That's all right. All right, gutsy call. Gutsy call. All good right. Job. Well we'll we'll see. We'll see. I think uh I'm not sure how <laughs> I'm not sure how close the standings are. I think I'm out there far enough to where. Yeah, well, I'm, why not? Just have we're fun. Having, with it, so. We're having a little fun with it. Have a little fun All right, with so. it. So. 
All right. Well, well that uh, was that see- was quick. That was quick and uh, yeah. and fairly painful. Hopefully, next Monday night we have a much more um, enjoyable conversation. Yes. Hopefully, next weekend <laughs> or next Monday we are previewing playoff matchups. Yes. And we are. Let's do it. Yes. We're recapping yeah. a seven to one trouncing. <laughs> I take I take anything. I don't care at this point. Can't All be right, choosy. So. so. Yeah, so for uh, one more time, 3.30 pregame right here on uh, 1500 AM, otherwise online at scorenorth.com or on the Score North free mobile app. Dan Terhar on the call. Jonathan Harrison uh, hosting pre-half-game, ta- half post-game, and scoreboard updates throughout the match. Um, can't wait. Final words tonight, Dan? I can't wait. No, this is, this is, this is, Sunday is playoff soccer, um, and it's going to be intense. Whether they play well or not, it's going to be it's going to be a fun uh, fun ninety minutes at Allianz Field. I can't wait. This is this is the best time of year in any sport, and uh, MLS does a great job with Decision Day. So yeah, it's going to be a fun day. Can't wait. Yeah, but uh, you can bring a chair. You're only going to need the edge of it because yep. it's going to be a fun time. There you uh, go. That'll do it for another episode of Loon Talk. Make sure if you're listening to leave a like, subscribe, five star rating on mm-hmm. whatever platform you do listen to it. Um, as well, share with your friends. You know, any anything helps. We appreciate it very much. Otherwise, make sure to tune in next week, Monday night recording sessions and posting right afterwards. So don't uh, don't be afraid to reach out as well online if you have any right that out predictions. Otherwise, we'll talk to you next week. Have a good one, everybody. Thanks, Amy. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.